Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Hey, um, can somebody give me a, a, a Kleenex? I think we've got some serious anointing oil going on up here. I, I think that's what it is. You just kind of wipe that off. All right, women, you know how it is when your husband's driving the car and you really want to be helpful, so you tell him where to go. <laughs> and then when he doesn't go that way, you're like, oh, we're going the wrong way. Okay, maybe that's just me. <laughs> All right, so yes, okay, he loves it when we drive together. It teaches him patience and long-suffering. And, um, okay, so I wanted to share this with you. A friend of mine sent that, this over to me this morning. Um, it is something that Jeremiah Johnson talked about or he posted this morning. It says, if we believe that we are living in some of the darkest days of history, then we need to give our ears to the fiery and confrontational prophets. So welcome to church. <laughs> the title of my message is Deception 2020. And I would like to say this is going to be one of those messages where you can just, you know, you're like in your easy chair and you're like, oh, wow, man, that makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. But it's not. Praise the Lord, right? Come on. If there's not fire in the house, let's go home. Amen? All right, so I'm going to take this and move it out of the way just in case one of my kids sends me a picture of my grandchildren and then I won't be able to finish preaching, which happens on a regular basis. I'm not kidding you. I have, I have 13 grandchildren, all of them under the age of 10. So you can imagine the photos I get all the time. It's like... I don't know if they know that they're doing it or they're competing with one another, but it's just, it's beautiful and wonderful and I adore it. I love it. But anyway, so uh, here's a quote. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so I want to talk about a lot of what I feel like is, uh, well, we are all experiencing what's going on. And I want us to take a moment, and I want us to just stop, and I want us to pray. Okay? Is that okay? If we all just pray, because there's power in this house, because this is the army of God that I'm looking at. You're so beautiful. Gideon's army. You're all warriors of fire. Fire shut up in your bones. The, a great and mighty army coming from the ash. And so I just want to take a moment, and I want to pray for what's going on. So I'm going to make you stand. So there's a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and a lot of sorrow, a lot of confusion, a lot of misunderstandings um, that are happening in America right now. And, and our black brothers and sisters are hurting. And so I just want us to release peace over their hearts. Because we are all connected together, and when anybody is hurting, we hurt with them. If anybody is frustrated, we want to we partner in helping them. We want to release peace. 
And so let's just pray. I, I want you to pray as the Lord has you pray, okay? I mean, uh, and, and this is not, uh, you know, I'm not, there are no positions in the kingdom other than the position of the Lord. And so we just thank you, Lord. Go ahead and just pray however you feel like the Lord has you pray. God, we thank you for your peace, that your peace surpasses understanding. And right now in the name of Jesus, I release peace over America. I release peace over everything that's happening in America, over the streets of America, God, over our black brothers and sisters, Father, I ask you that you would release by the grace of your of your Holy Spirit, would you release grace into their communities, into their hearts, into their families, into their minds, God. God, I thank you where they're hurting, would you go and comfort them? God, where they're mourning, would you go and 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 soothe their aching hearts? Father, we just love them. We release love their way in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, remember, darkness cannot drive out darkness, but only light. You can be seated. Only love. I am an ambassador of love. I am an ambassador of peace. And so everywhere I go, I release those things. But do you know that truth sets people free? And so that's what I really want to talk to you about, because uh, really the opposite of truth is deception. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 24. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? It's interesting when you can't do something, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I didn't, I was always doing it and I kind of took it for granted. But now that I can't do it, I realize how beautiful it is and how much I love it. And that's really what's happening to the church right now. Amen. All right, Matthew 24, we're going to start in um, verse 3. Now, we've talked about this a lot, and we've been in Matthew 24 a lot because of everything that's happening, right? Who knew 2020 was going to be, you know, the beginning of everything? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like a double two, but double two, double zero, I don't know. So anyway, here we are. We're rolling into some really dark times. But we trust the Lord because here's the beauty of God. He's not going to take us into something he hasn't already prepared us for. And so what's happening now is he's just increasing the glory that is in us. And he's saying, okay, I'm just going to pull that out. I'm going to pull that out. And I'm going to get what's in the inside of you on the outside of you. Amen? All right, so Matthew 24, the disciples are talking to Jesus, and they're like, okay, tell us about when the last days are going to come. Tell us about your return. So Jesus, uh, let's just go ahead and read. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. So the very first thing that he says is this. There's going to be deception in the hour and the generation before my return. Take heed that no one deceives you. And then he goes on and he talks about all of these things that are going to happen. And, uh, and let's just, let's just look at those. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So he's talking about nations. He's talking about the nation. Let's say I'm a nation. We all can represent a nation. Now I represent probably like 50 nations in my body, but there are those who are, so he's talking about what he's talking about nations. He's talking about races. 
Because he goes on and he continues and he says kingdoms were rising against kingdoms. America is a kingdom. So he's talking about there are going to be race issues and there's going to be, there's going to be war between them. Okay. And then he goes on to say this, and there will be famines, meaning it's, you're going to be hungry. There's going to be pestilences, which is viruses. There's going to be earthquakes in better, various places. And then he goes on, let's skip down and he says in verse 10, and then many offended will betray one another and will hate one another. Is that happening right now? Yes. And then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, meaning increase and actually overtake us, lo the love of many will grow cold. Um, so let's stop there, but let's go back to uh, four, because he says this, take heed that no one deceives. The word take heed means discern discern, have a spirit of discerning. What happens when you discern? You're very aware and you also, something registers in you, whether it's true or it's not true. And so he said, I want you to discern that no one deceives you. Now, the per here's the purpose of deception. If you look up deception, this is what it says. To lead away from the truth to lead into error, to cause to stray, to lead aside from the right way. So what's happening with deception is deception is unto leading people in a direction that God doesn't want them to go. And the only way that the enemy can do it is he does it through taking the truth and covering it with a lie. Every all deception is based in a truth, but yet it's a truth that actually has manipulation attached to it so that he can lead God's children somewhere. All right, so he said this. Here are, the, here are going to be the three signs of your coming and the end of the age. And he talks about deception, and here are the three deceptions. He talks about false Christs. So there are going to be those that are saying, I'm the anointed one. I'm the anointed one. Look at what I can do. Look at the miracles that I walk in. And the only way to discern rightly is we don't look at the miracles, but we look at the fruit. What is the fruit of this prophet and what is the fruit of his life? Is he walking in the fruit of the Spirit? We see he's, he's able to, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit by the name and the power of Jesus. Because here's what's going to happen. The power of God will increase in the last days. And you'll do even greater works than Jesus himself did. Amen? But what happens is you're going to have people that step into that realm. And they're going to begin to operate in, in almost witchcraft and say, I'm the anointed ones. I'm the anointed one, which means worship me. Okay? Now, the second thing we see is false prophets, people who tell you what you want to hear. There's, in our generation, everybody, well, man, I don't know about you, but I'm tr still trying to find easy street. We love comfort. We don't want any pain. We're not like, yeah, sign me up for that tribulation stuff. Man, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. Hallelujah. 
No, we want Easy Street. And so there are prophets that lay that that are laid up by the enemy to begin to prophesy peace, peace. But there's actually the war is already in the field. The battle is already at hand. And those of us, there are prophets that are speaking the hard things to the church to really begin to align the church and bring the church back into the truth of what God is saying to this generation. And when you see those hard things being spoken, what happens is it's like a plumb line and it straightens and stiffens the back of the, of the army of God so that they can follow the Lord of hosts in these last days. And my desire for you is that, number one, you're not going to fall away because there will be a great falling away in the days ahead of us, meaning those with itching ears, they they have not been told. They have not listened to the prophets, and we see this in the Old Testament. You've got the false prophets and and the real prophets in the Old Testament. Nobody liked the real prophets. It's like, don't invite that guy Jeremiah to the party. He's such a downer. <laughs> invite all those prophets that tell me what I want to hear. Yeah, I'm going to be rich and good looking. I'm going to, nothing bad is ever going to happen to me. Invite those guys to the party, right? Let's saw that guy Isaiah in half. <laughs> nice knowing you. And Jesus is so funny. He's like, he talks to the leadership of the church of his hour, and he's like, look. You killed the prophets I sent to you. Why did I send you these prophets? Because I love you. I wanted you to turn from what you were doing and turn back to me so I could heal you. So I could prosper you. But see, every nation in the history of all mankind has prospered from the blessings of the Lord. And they get in that prosperity and they go, look at how well I'm doing. Look what I've created. Look how much I've caused myself to prosper. And that's really the beginning of the end, right? And then they all do the same thing. They all fall. But I believe that God has left a remnant in the land in America to begin to contend and pray. Reformers who will get the word of the Lord and they'll begin to speak truth in the midst of great darkness. All right, the other uh, false... uh, information. And that's called false doctrine. Turn, if you will, to with me to Ephesians uh, chapter 4. All right, so there's another deception, and this is really where I want to land today. Ephesians 4, uh, verse uh, 14. So uh, let me just give you, uh, Paul is talking about the equipping of the church with the fivefold ministry. And he said, okay, um, I'm going to give you the fivefold ministry, and it's for the body of Christ until we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to the perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Okay, bam. Now we're going to go into 14. Here's what I want to focus on. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into all things into him who is the head, Christ. All right, let's reread that for a minute. Don't be carried about by every wind of doctrine. That word doctrine there actually means information or teaching. Now, there are other words for doctrine in the Bible that are about doctrine. But he's saying, don't be carried about 
by every wind of information or teaching, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. The cunning craftiness of deceitful profit, uh, plotting. So, so we're all kind of naive, you know? We all kind of grew up and we've got this kind of American idea. This is, you know, that we can trust people who are in authority over us. We can trust what they say. Even those who confess to be believers, yet they have no signs of their faith. There's, no, there's not a witness. Remember, Jesus said, I came to bring a witness of the truth. And so he wasn't just saying the truth. His life was a witness of the truth. And so he bore witness we are called to bear witness of the truth. We just don't say something, but our life should line up with the things that we confess and the things that we believe and the things that we say. That's why you will not be led astray into deception if you know how to discern. So my heart today is not to tell you what to believe, but to teach you how to discern so you can learn those things for yourself. I'm not going to tell you what to believe. That's your job. We are all called to be like Bereans and search out the truth for ourselves. But here's the thing. We're living in the hour where we have to really be Bereans. You cannot take my word for it. You've got to start seeking these things out for yourself. So truth or lies? <clears throat> The devious art of lying by telling the truth. The devious art of lying by telling the truth is called paltering. It's a thing. They teach it. Yeah, they teach it. Or it's also called propaganda. The devious art of lying by telling the truth. So how does the enemy get us to follow him? Remember, we're going to be led astray. We're, deception leads us to follow the enemy into a pit. So how does he do that? Well, he's an angel of light. He presents himself as an angel of light saying, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep you safe. That's what they told the Germans. That's how they got the Germans to follow them. Hitler, this is for your own good. I'm going to take care of you. You can't take care of yourself. Right? He will try to manipulate the truth with lies. So you eat the fruit of his tree, which will lead us astray and lead us from the truth. Now, the word propaganda means this, a dissemination of information, facts, arguments, half-truths, or lies to influence public opinion. It is the systematic effort to manipulate other people's beliefs, attitudes, or actions by means of words. Propagandists have a specific goal or set of goals. To achieve these, they deliberately select facts and arguments 
and they present them in ways they think will have the most effect. To maximize this effect, they may omit or distort permanent facts or just simply lie. So let's review. Are you guys with me? Are you feeling good? All right. My, my, my goal here, again, is to teach you how to hear. Not what you hear. I'm not going to tell you what you hear, but I'm going to teach you how to hear. Because we've got to learn how to hear differently. Okay. Coronavirus. Let's talk about that. Oh, boy, here we go. Coronavirus was supposed to be worse than the Spanish flu, right? That's what we were told. 50 million people killed in the Spanish flu. It came out like 911, 911, 911. Emergency, emergency, emergency. All of the heads of the places, uh, the state, all, all over the world. We are the experts, they said. We've got models and predictions. All of your hospitals are going to be overrun. There aren't enough beds to hold all of these patients. Even those that don't show symptoms are actually contagious. What does that do? Fear. Fear, but it's fear of what? Fear of people. So it separates us. Oh, all, of the, all of the healthy people need to go home. That's never happened in the history of, of science. Have they ever put healthy people at home that show no symptoms? Now, they always quarantined sick people, but they never quarantined healthy people before. This is the first time in history that they ever quarantined healthy people. And so the effect of this was tens of millions of unemployed I mean, it just like within one month, we went from almost, you know, a very small percentage of unemployed people. It was like at 3% when we started. And now, bam, we're at 14.7%. I think it actually may be more than that. That's astronomical. Think about the, 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 the devastating effect on economies. I know families who have had to move out of their homes, and move back in with their parents. They lost their homes. They lost their jobs. They lost their income because of the coronavirus. Thousands of small businesses were gone. Guys, my favorite pie company went out of business. I know. Well, I mean, it's not a big deal, but think about that. I mean, Buttermilk Pie Company in Canton is gone. It's been open for 50 years. Houston's restaurant is, has closed yesterday. I mean, we have, you know, the ripple effect of this is going to be astronomical. And I mean, these are people who, I mean, they gave their lives to this stuff. You know, they labored, they prayed, they worked so hard. Think about that. A life's work, what is it worth? Thousands of small businesses gone. Weddings canceled. We've had so many people that who they can't get married. Or if they, they did, so we had a couple here that got married. And, and, uh, and they had got married with 10 people. 
They had this big wedding planned. And they spent the money, and the venues won't give the money back. So it's like, well, what are you going to do? Oh, by the way, and you can't go on your honeymoon. People can't bury their loved ones. I have a good friend whose mother is dying, and they won't let her in the hospital to see her mom. Think about not being by your parents' side when they die. Think about what's happening. Drug and alcohol consumption is skyrocketing. Divorce is skyrocketing, and suicide is skyrocketing. So was the stay-at-home order necessary? Were the facts and projections true, or were they manipulated to achieve a goal? Here's the thing. There have been viruses in the past who have actually, and I'm going to show this in a minute, have been worse than coronavirus. We didn't shut anything down. Many of these things have been disproven. Number one, coronavirus does not live on surfaces as long as they said. Number two, rarely do non-symptomatic people spread the virus. By the way, that came from China, that non-symptomatic people spreading the virus. That was their research that then the WHO adopted. And now they are finally admitting that their models were wrong. So now you have to say to yourself, okay, so we just destroyed everything. We just annihilated everything. Oh, that's okay. We're just going to go on down the road. In fact, evidence states that there were lockdowns, or there were certain states in America, I don't know if you knew this, that didn't, didn't quarantine. They didn't lock it down. And do you know that their stats for coronavirus is no different than the ones who did lock it down? The same percentage of people got sick. And so with all of this... You have to ask yourself, why? And we have to have critical thinking in this hour, and we have to begin to say what's really going on. And, and that's where we actually have an advantage. We have an advantage because we know the guy that knows everything. He sees behind the veil. He knows what's going on in the plotting and planning of, of deceitful cunning, right? deception. He knows about it because in Psalm 2, it says the kings are going to plot together to try to bring down my people and my son, but I laugh at their plans. Why? Because he already left a people on the earth that are going to know and discern and be able to respond rightly. We'll get into the respond rightly in a minute. You're like, wow, this is really depressing me. (laughs) All right, so what really did it for me? is there's an open letter of 1,200 medical professions saying that it's okay to protest George Floyd's death, but it's not okay to protest a stay-at-home order. So I'm going to read this to you. How many of you knew about this letter? Okay. So about 
20% of you. So I'm going to read this. As public health official advocates, we do not condemn these gatherings, the gatherings of the riots. We do not condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. We support them as, a, as vital to national public health and to the threatened health specifically of black people in the United States. We can show that support by facilitating safest protesting practices without detracting from uh, demonstrators' ability to gather and demand change. This should not be confused with a permissive stance on all gatherings particularly protests against stay-at-home orders. So you see, the coronavirus knows the difference between protesting for, for uh, what is in their advantage and what's not in their advantage. So, so the coronavirus, if you protest stay-at-home, the coronavirus is going to get you. But if you protest and you're with... Antifa, it's not going to get you. So that was really a clue to me going, okay, this is really getting borderline insane. Okay, no, 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 no. All right, let's just go ahead and say it. This is insanity. We're living in the day of insanity, but I just felt like somebody needed to stand up and say it. Amen. And we need more pastors in the churches saying this. Right? Amen. And we need to start opening our churches. Amen. Now, I want you to know, and I want you to watch. Now, remember. Here, okay, let me just, I'm going to, uh, let me continue on. I don't want to go up. Okay, so there, number one, there is a virus that came from Wuhan, vi- uh, from China, Wuhan, China. Um, that's the truth. But it is also a manageable disease, and that's the truth. They actually already have medicine that works to heal it. Okay? So if the enemy cannot deceive and manipulate you, and intimidate you through lies and get you to stay in your houses, then he will move to violence. Most of us go along with the narrative hoping that things will go back the way, the way that they were, but let me just tell you this. Nothing is going to go back the way it is, was. So, so, so we have to say to ourselves, huh, if that's true, we are light in the midst of darkness. Remember what Martin Luther King said, Dark, darkness cannot eliminate darkness, but light can eliminate darkness, and we know we're the light. So we're like, oh, okay, this is our finest hour. This is going to be awesome. We're going to get to shine. And the darker it gets, the brighter we get. Come on. You're like, oh, finally, some good news. So I, 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 uh, I want you to be really encouraged, but I have to show you this because I want you to see some similarities to, to uh, uh, history. And so the thing about um, history is you can, uh, history is very interesting because human nature is the same. People are the same. 
the demon is the same. He doesn't have a whole lot of tricks up his sleeves. He's actually not real creative. He actually does the same thing over and over and over. And that's why history is so important, and you have to know your history so that you don't repeat it. Because what they did, we all think, oh, well, pff, we would never be like Nazi Germany. But you have to understand that what happened in Nazi Germany was a spirit. And so the spirit began to control things. And so I want to show you some of the things that happened there. First, they started with burning the books, okay? Now, we are of the information age. We're all online, right? And, and we get most of our information from, from uh, online. So you can't really burn online. But what they can do is they can censor us. So when you begin to see that, it is the same as burning books. It's a modern-day burning of books. And so what they're doing is they're burning stories, testimonies, history, ideas, creative poems, anything that talks about the beauty of freedom, the beauty of love, who we are as a nation. All of this they've got to bring down because they've got to bring down an idea before they can bring down a people. They've got to destroy the idea of America and the ideology of America so they can control you. All right? So burning of books. Let's get rid of all of that. But look at all the people there. They're all like, yeah, burning books. But again, it's a spirit. They tore down monuments and statues. So they began to tear down, again, the essence of the German culture. And they said, we don't want you to remember who you are. Because if I can eliminate your history, you can't learn from the mistakes of the past. And you'll go ahead and these things can be repeated and we can take control of the people. Are y'all still with me? Okay. All right. Then guess what else they did? They got rid of the police force. They retrained them, and they combined them with the SS forces. So they said, the police force as it is is not going to, it's not, it's not going to work in where we need this thing to go. We actually need to get rid of them. And so what we're going to do is we're going to move them into a new department. And the SS force is going to be over them. And we're going to retrain them and the ideology that they have been in, which were patriots. The police force were patriots. That is typically what you see in a lot of police. Not all of them, but most of them. 95% of them, 97% of them, patriots, okay? They love their communities. They want to protect their communities. They're in it for the right reasons, and then you get your bad apples every now and then. All right. Now, the difference between them and us is we still have a Second Amendment. Okay, so we still have that going for us. But I'm telling you, something is moving and something is shifting. And here's what the Lord showed me a long time ago. If we do not pray and we do not speak and we do not resist what's happening, is that it, we will be carried off into this. And there will not be an America. This generation has been called by God to stand for the truth. 
We live in, in very sober days. We're not going back. And we're going to have to decide who we're going to be. Because it, we just can't let things happen to us. We have to say, this is who I am. This is how I'm raising my kids. This is how I'm going to operate. Now, that doesn't mean you go blast people on social media. You're wrong. But remember, he said you speak the truth in love. We speak the truth in love. All right, so what is the answer for us, and how do we respond to Jesus' warning? Do not be deceived. And this is what the, I believe is the answer. Um, in Ephesians um, chapter 4, verse 17 through chapter 5, 21, and I'm just going to summarize. So I've got seven things here. Number one, you can write this down if you want to. You've got to know the source of your information. I had a guy one time, he was about 24 years old, and he said, um, hey, so I think I'm going to start a class on, on, on writing uh, business plans. And I said, oh, really? That's awesome. Have you ever written a business plan? And he said, well, no. And I said, well, have you ever owned a business? And he goes, no. Have you ever worked for a business? And he's like, well, no, I've been in the church most of my life. Okay. So good luck with that. So again, what's the source of your information? Listen, that's a real thing. People go, oh, I want you to mentor me in X, Y, and Z, and they have no evidence of that in their life. Guys, if you want to be mentored by somebody, find somebody who's being successful at the thing you want mentoring at. Four. Okay. Know the source of your information. And let me tell you something. The media is not here for your information. They are in the entertainment business. They want to give you salacious news. They don't care if it's truth. They just want to be the first one out of the gate. First one wins, not the one that gets, the, gets it right, right? All right, so you're going to have to know your media. Media is propaganda. It's entertainment. Many sources of media are connected to the CIA. Sorry, got the news here, not first. It's, you, you should know this. Sorry, most of the, uh, not most of them, some of the people in the media that are standing up there talking to you, they actually used to work for the CIA. So again, do your research. Find out who you're listening to. Is, uh, is this person going to be the real deal or is he not? All right? Also, a lot of these uh, uh, media are associated with or, or wings of a political party. Find out who you get your information from. Get your information from trustworthy sources, as trustworthy as possible. And then when you get the information, um, and I'll get to what to do with the information. The, uh, the second thing that, that Ephesians 4 talks about is renewing your mind. Don't walk in the futility of your mind that is alienated from God. Here's the thing. This right here is stinking thinking. All right? So we've got to submit our mind. We've got to bind our minds to the mind of Christ. We've got to get the mind of Christ in this hour. We cannot do our own thinking. Sorry. I used to think, eh, okay, but I, I think I've got it pretty much figured out. I've got a lot of experience. I've got a lot of whatever. I think I'm good. I'll, I'll pray, but I think I've got this, God. I mean, how many of you have, were like that? I was like that. It wasn't, it wasn't good. 
I did. I ended up falling off a cliff over and over and over. And so now I just go, all right, God, what do you think about this? With everything. And it, it's a lot better. He, uh, You know, I don't have to spend so much time cleaning up. Oh, it's 1218. Okay, I'm going through these. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, number three, put away lying and speak the truth to your neighbor. Don't lie. And speak the truth to your neighbor. Now, your neighbor is probably the people that you are working with because, or you, you may actually know your neighbors. It's a good idea to know your neighbors right now. We have gotten to know our neighbors since we've been quarantined at home. And um, we're actually going to throw a party for all of our neighbors as soon as our backyard is finished. By the way, if anybody here lays cobblestone, see me after. Um, <clears throat> Number four, walk in love and let no one deceive you with empty words, okay? Empty words, meaning tell you what you think you want to hear or just deceive you. Number five, walk in the light and have no association with the works of darkness, but rather expose them. So that's what I'm doing. I am commanded by God to expose the work of darkness. I, am, I, am, I, will, I will have to answer to God for you. Jesus said, I didn't lose one of them except for the son of perdition or the one that was supposed to fall away, right? But I didn't lose one of them. I am going to have to stand before the Lord and say that about you. And so my heart is to guard and protect you and to help you discern rightly in the days ahead. And by doing so, keep you from falling into a pit or being led astray. Number six, walk in wisdom and the understanding of the will of the Lord. And number seven, again, like I said before, it's not just about what you hear, but it's how you hear. We've been given new ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. What We are not out of control, and we're not given to emotionalism. All right, so how to speak the truth in love in an environment of hate. All right, what do you do when, when nobody wants to listen? I don't know if you've had that conversation, but I've had several of those conversations. And, I, and, and so you, we've got to be wise about the way we approach people right now. So I have found that the best way to do it is just to ask questions. It disarms them. Because by asking questions, leading questions, what you're not saying is you're not saying you're doing it wrong or my way is right. So you're not taking a side. You're just trying to help them discover why they believe what they believe, okay? If they get defensive, here's a great way to disarm people. And this is for everything. This is for every conversation you've ever had. You say this, I'm not questioning you, but I'm asking you a question. There's a difference. And the people go, oh, okay. Okay. And so our heart is not to say we're right and you're wrong. Our heart is we want to be able to lead them into truth, and we want to be able to speak the truth in love. And so our approach has to be that of a friend. And so when we approach them with a question, it disarms them, and their walls begin to come down. So you can actually have an honest dialogue about help me to understand where you're coming from. And then you can come up with suggestions that are the truth. Have you ever thought about this? 
Have you ever considered this? Did you know that this is the truth and just pepper it with truth? And I'm telling you, you'll see that you have a person that sees you not as an adversary, but as somebody that, that, that actually wants to hear what they have to say. Amen? Now, one more thing before I end it. There is now, we're ramping back up. We're ramping back up. The closer we get to the election, ramping back up. Oh, Corona Rona. All of a sudden, going to make another, you know, it's like part two, right? Okay, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because they're already now, now the, the, the riots are starting to come down a little. People, you know, they're starting to slowly arrest some people and, and actually put them in jail and charge them. With the, the Molotov cocktail, girls were, were arrested, and it's, it's going to be a 10-year sentence. And they're like, what? Nobody told us. And they're really upset. Antifa's like, nobody told us that we were going to go to jail. I'm not kidding you. They thought that they were just, that, you know, somehow, some way, they were going to get out of the whole thing. So it's changed now, and so it's starting to filter through, and word is getting out, you may not actually go free. Um, but, okay, so coronavirus is back on the news. They're going to start blasting this. This is going to become the new, the new thing, the new scare tactic, the new thing to keep you from voting, okay? The new th thing from keeping you inside. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep destroying the economy, okay? So what is the motivation, number one? Number two, how are they, you know, we just went through that. How do they do what they do? If it's information, how is this information wrong? So, for example... They were just blasting that Texas has had a resurgence of the coronavirus. 36% rise in coronavirus. 36%. Now, 36% could be true, but 36% of what? Because we have 30 million people, and 500 people now have coronavirus. So it's gone up a little. 500 people out of 30 million. Is that 36%? I don't think so. So 36% of what? So again, you have to ask yourself, what's really going on? And you have to pull the, the veil back. There are several people out there, several, and I'm not going to tell you who to follow. I'm not going to tell you what to read. You go figure it out for yourself. But I encourage you, get the truth, and then you take the truth to the Lord, and you say what? Be slow to speak. Don't say anything until you know. There's so much about what's going on that I've had to hold my tongue about because nobody needs my opinion. They need the word of the Lord in this hour because it's the word of the Lord that acts as a sword and begins to ignite God's people with fire and passion to see change. And I encourage you, when and if, maybe we'll start one, there is a peaceful protest of keeping the churches locked down or keeping us six feet apart, which, by the way, they said also, well, that's really kind of more of a, of a, a suggestion, not really a, a fact. 
So you're just like, man, this is, this is crazy what's happening to people. I look around and I see people, they're, they're clothed with fear. They're jogging with masks on. I had to wear a mask the other day. I'm not going to get my hair done. And uh, it was the first time. And I literally thought I was going to die. I was like, well, first of all, I know this is a lie, but I'm trying to, I'm t- I'm trying to be, you know, I need my hair done. Come on, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh. So, but I thought, I was like, oh, I'm breathing my own air. I mean, I should have brushed my teeth before this or taken a mint or something, you know? I mean, it's bad. And then you're sweating. Like, you start to beat on your forehead. I can't imagine what it's like to walk outdoors or to jog. All right, I've kept you long enough. All right, let me end with this. The only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And I'm looking for, to a, a, at a room of good men and women. And I'm telling you, it's time we get the truth out of our mouths and we begin to speak the truth in love and begin to say, well, you know, that's fake news, right? You know, or not be that. But ask the question, why are you afraid? Well, because you might have coronavirus. Did you know that they proved that that was wrong? That if I don't have symptoms, then I don't have, I'm not sick. But honestly, they really think that. And I mean, just listen, it's not, for them, it's not funny. And so we really have to have mercy and kindness and, and, and love people, you know, and say, come on, come on, this is, this is what the truth is. And again, I want to be, you know, I want to follow the dictates of, of, of the authorities. And we have been very um, uh obedient, but it gets to a point where you just go, yeah, you know, I think you're sending the Jews to the, to the concentration camps because that's where this is going. You know, I mean, it's all about that. You know, if we can kill these people, then you won't mind if we kill the other people. It all started with the babies in the womb. Don't get me started. All right, I'll pray. Jesus, Jesus, I just thank you. Let's just stand. Let's just stand. We, these, these chairs are only two hour chairs. Jesus, we thank you for your truth. We thank you.